Hi everyone, it's Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast, where we share stories and insights from everyday fighters just like you. Today we're talking with Reggie Shaw. Reggie is a digital media consultant and a Muay Thai practitioner. But it wasn't always that way for him. <laughs> uh, in the interview, he shares uh, his history with fighting, particularly his unwillingness or just inability to even fathom that as an option, even though that was something that was encouraged um, all around him. Uh, he just couldn't bring himself to it. Um, but then, you know, getting to a point, a turning point for, for him where he was able to appreciate that part of him and that part of his life. And he just jumped right into it, uh, specifically into Muay Thai. He talks about that journey as well as what it's like for him to train with everyday people including UFC fighters. So really looking forward to sharing the conversation with you. But before we do that, I wanted to jump into our episode spotlight. Um, as a reminder, these episode spotlights are unsponsored. These folks don't know anything about me. They've never heard of me. But um, I feel that these are folks that really could use some more attention because they're just doing great work. And today I wanted to talk to you about special books by special kids. Now, this organization was started by a, a special education school teacher that found a way to creatively connect with his students. And that method was through turning on a video camera and asking them questions like he was interviewing them for a book as if. You know, he was going to help them write a book about themselves. So that really took off in his classroom. And after a little bit, he decided that's exactly what he wanted to do uh, uh, full time. So he and his wife packed up and started traveling in the United States, interviewing um, children, adults, people that have challenging situations about them. And he just asked them, what is it about you that you love? And it's it's just incredible the conversations that he has with these uh, these people. Um, it's really heartwarming, and I encourage you to check them out. You can go to their website at specialbooksbyspecialkids.org and find out more about the great work that they're doing there. Uh, so that is our spotlight. And with that, let's jump into my interview with Reggie Shaw. All right. So, um, yeah, gr growing up, um, it's not martial arts, but wrestling. Right. So, I mean, I, I was born in 1979. Right. So in uh, in the 80s, WWF, as it was called at the time, was like the shit um, that, that was like. And, and I know it's not martial arts, like I just said, but it, that was like my first real um, combat uh, uh, stuff that I, that I started watching. Yeah. Um, and it was just it was awesome. Uh, just the whole show aspect of it. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I mean, I mean, we watched that. It was every Saturday morning. Yeah. I believe it was on. Um, and, and then the WrestleManias and all that. Oh my God. It was, it was awesome. You know, like which rich, which rich kid is going to order the pay-per-view for us to go watch at his house. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's what that was. Uh, and then, the the martial arts stuff that I used to love watching uh, was on uh, my local. It wasn't even. I don't think Fox was even a network back then. But my local Fox affiliate during again Saturday mornings used to have those really old kung fu dub movies that were on, um, and I would watch those all Saturday. Um, I mean, it was all like all karate and kung fu and all that, and it was <clears throat> just watching. What I loved about it was just watching those guys and how. Like it was no fucks given, mm. you know, it was like, come on, let's go. You know, like they, they, it was just, and you never saw fear in them, you know, like, I, I mean, that was, I still, I still see their faces in my head. Mm. Um, and I just, I just loved watching combat type of stuff. Mm. Um, and it was helpful really for me to live through people like that, like through those, uh, you know, wrestlers or, or martial artists I, I was a kind of awkward kid i was uh i didn't really have very good social skills i either talked too much or didn't talk enough um i wasn't good at defending myself uh i was always i was bullied a lot hmm. um yeah so so watching these guys you know back then as a kid was it was like you know escapism for me hmm. so you grew up in uh, you're born and grew up in new york yep Right. Yep. Um, so what, what was that like for you? Like growing up in, in that environment? I mean, where, where were you in Manhattan or? I grew up in Queens okay. and Long Island. So suburbs. Okay. Okay. So like what, um, you talk about like being bullied, that type of thing. I mean, what, uh, any idea what caused that? Like, is that just, that's just the way it was in the neighborhoods and you just happened to, you didn't know it, but you drew the short end of the stick. So that's why you got it. Or I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny, right? Cause I, I looked back and always placed blame on, on the kids who bullied me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I was their fault. And, you know, my, my family would say, uh, they were, or they were jealous of you or, you know, like, but no one ever really stopped to like. No one really ever stopped to ask me, well, why do, why do you really think they're doing this? Mm. Are you allowing them to do it? Um, and I was always told to fight back, mm. right? But I never really like understood how to fight back. It was very bizarre. Mm. Uh, and it was a self-worth, self-esteem issue, right? Because, you know, a kid was getting bullied, right? A kid was going to get bullied, and I was bullied for years. Um, clearly, there's a self-esteem, self-worth issue. Right. And, and, and I never really fought back. Hmm. So, so it kind of was, it was like a bad cycle. Yeah. So that was my question. It's going to be my question is like, do you think it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, right? Right. Like, they know who, right, right, right. I mean, like it's, it's, they're looking for a victim. Oh, he looks like a victim. Yep. And then the more he's victimized, the more of that, uh, more of a victim he looks like over and over again, right? And, and and I remember going back to like being a freshman in high school, right? And and the the seniors and the juniors during gym class would walk around and just like randomly pick out a kid and just like 
hit him or something, right? When I guess when the coaches weren't looking. And I knew it was coming to me. It was like I felt like I was psychic, right? I sit there, I'm like, they're going to look at me and this guy's going to come over and kick me. And mm. boom, like clockwork. Because you put out that aura, mm. you know, um, they just, they know. Mm. And when I tell that to my kids now, I said, you need to not, you need to look like you're not going to take anybody's shit. Mm. I said, because they're looking for that weak individual. Mm. They're looking for someone who's going to be that, that doormat, mm. you know? And, and that's what I was. I allowed it. You know, I really didn't understand how to, how to fight back. And fighting back is not always physical. It's not. Mm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, there's a lot more mentally that goes into it than, than physically. Hmm. You know, you can, knowing how to throw a punch or jab or whatever is, is very different than, than knowing why you have to. You know, and I didn't know that why. I didn't, I, I, like I said, my, my self-worth was very low. Hmm. Now, was it, if you had a guess, was it that your, 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 your self-esteem, your, your feeling of self-worth was already low and that's what attracted them to you? Or was it that they just picked you out at randomly and then that just kind of started the ball rolling? I think that's what it was. And, and, I, and I, I placed so much emphasis on what everyone thought of me. Hmm. Right. So, oh, God, you don't like me. Why? You know, so <laughs> it was that type of thing. It was it was now it, it was now like like that cycle where well, now I'm going to get upset because now they don't like me. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that that's 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 I think really what what did it. Hmm. And you don't have to go into this if you don't want to. But I mean, is that something like how was that handled at, at home? I mean, was it such that. um like you, you had a home life that, that built you up and then it just kind of like, you know, when you went to school, it got taken away or was it like, what, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering kind of like the origins of, of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I wasn't prepared socially mm. for the situations I was put in. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't blame my family. I don't know. How do you prepare? I don't know. I mean, how do you really prepare an awkward kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was different than most kids too. You know, my interests were, were very different too. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what do you uh, mean your interests were different? Well, I was always very into music and, and, and doing things like technology and all that, where most kids were into the football and, you know, like whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nerd and, versus jock kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of what it was. Mm. Um, and yeah, and again, I, I was just always very fixated on making sure people liked me. Mm. You know, so so it was like a it was like a bad combination. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and just yeah, I didn't really, I never really fought back very well when I was bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I really didn't understand how to fight, and again, physically or mentally. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, to your point, I mean, like, there's, there's absolutely fighting back. I mean, there's the, the levels of escalation to that, right? Um, so you, you know, you're. I think you're right. Is that it's not just about l- knowing how to throw the punch. It's well, there's a lot of stuff that can lead up to that uh, eventually. You know. Right. Yeah. So was it? Um, was it such that you? 
kind of didn't want to pursue that uh, aspect as far as like fighting, fighting back, or was it just, it didn't occur to you to kind of think of it like, you know, I, I was almost like paralyzed. I would have someone like do something to me and I would just kind of sit there like, uh, fuck you. You know, like I would like, th- <laughs> like, I just, I, 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 yeah, I didn't, I just, I, I didn't know how to defend myself. Yeah. You know, because think of the battle in my head. Yeah. I want you to like me, mm. but now you're coming over and you're doing something that's hurting me. Mm. So like, now I'm just going to get upset and depressed because you don't like me. I'm not thinking about you shouldn't like me. And I don't want to like you if you don't like me, if you're hitting me. But yeah. now I really, but I want your approval. Mm. Think, of that, think of that, like, you know, internal battle going through, you know, a 12 year old's head. Mm-hmm. Huh. Weird, right? You know, I think, I think a lot of people could identify with that, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's times I think, you know, if you're looking for approval, especially if you're not getting it, um, you'll take it from almost anywhere. Right. Right. Do you think that came from somewhere for you? Like that, that need for approval or the feeling that you weren't getting approval uh, at all? So you, you were going to, you were okay with trying to, let's say, hey, say okay, but it's like... You know, there's degrees, right? Everyone would love, um, unless you're vegetarian, where everyone would love a nice juicy steak, right? right? But if you don't want to get that, then okay, I'll take a White Castle, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, maybe some people White Castles on top of that, but you know, but like, um, well, I mean, everybody wants to be liked, mm. you know, and and in your formative years, I mean, think about it. I mean, maybe it's different now, but I mean, going to high school in in, in, the, in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about, all about the popular crowd. Mm. Or like, you know, and if you're popular, then that's because people like you, Mm. you know, like, and that's like, we're so conditioned for people's approval for, you know, for people to, to tell you that you're handsome or that you, you know, you look good or you, you're good at this, right? We don't really teach, we didn't really teach people, uh, kids how to just appreciate themselves. Mm. It was like, you know, how to win the popularity contest. Mm. How did you cope with it? Like, how did you get through that? Um, I ate and I played with my music. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, and I tried some martial arts back then. Um, I, I think it was, I believe it was karate. Um, and I, I remember going, I went a couple of times and it was weird. I loved watching it. Mm. I liked watching everybody do it like from the sidelines. But then when it came for me to do it, I just, I just, I couldn't, it was weird. I didn't have like the, the, uh, the, the, the capacity at the time to, uh, to, to formulate and understand the, the defense and, 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 and getting aggressive. And, and, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I practice martial arts now and still to this day, I, I I'll sometimes apologize to someone when I hit them. Huh. <laughs> when I first spar, I'm like, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. It's <laughs> you don't want people to be mad at you. You know, you want you want to be liked. I think that just still kind of sits there. I mean, I've come leaps and bounds from when I was in my teenage years, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's still it's still kind of there, you know? Um, and it it's funny to see now, um, 
it, it, it always amazed me to see people f- fighting, right? And they're not really fighting like to kill each other, right? It's it's like it's a game, right? It's it's a mental. It's all like a mental game. Hmm. I know we just totally jumped, you know, thirty years in advance. No, uh, but like that. So, but I mean, do you like growing up? Was that something that was kind of like violence was? was that kind of looked down upon or, you know, like, you know, your family kind of went out of, not say went out of the way, but like, was that reinforced through them that, Hey, violence in any manner is, is not, is not acceptable or I'm just kind of wondering where it came from. Totally opposite. It was like, (laughs) why don't you beat these kids up? I don't understand. You beat your little brother up all the time. What are you doing? Why don't you, how come you're not fighting back? Huh? Let me get you signed up here to learn this and to learn that. But it was like, I was just, but I just want people to like me. <laughs> like, I don't even want to like inflict damage on these people. Just leave me uh, alone. You know what I mean? Like it was, it, it was, it was weird. Yeah. So oh, yeah, th- that's interesting to me. So, Cause like growing up in the, in, in an environment, at least a home environment where, Hey, I, they got no problem with violence and you fighting back uh, that type of thing. No, not at all. And, and I, you went I, completely out the other way. Yeah, and it's funny. My my father to this day always talks about how he he used to be the aggressor as a kid, you know, and he was always you know pulled out of class for being, you know, like for beating this kid up or or whatever for for being mean to him. And why wasn't I like that? Huh? You know? And yeah, I, I wasn't. I'm like again, I I didn't. Oh, is he going to be mad at me if I beat him up? You know. <laughs> That's really interesting, man. Because, like, I mean, it, it was enough for you. There was something in, inside that, like, because, man, we can't deny the, the strength of the environment we, we grow up in. You know, now, granted, I mean, there's the environment is not just your home life. It's, like, you know, outside as well. But, like, <clears throat> like where, where something like that would, um, I don't know if it would necessarily be rewarded, but, you know, at the very least, like, if they heard that you f- did fight back, it, you wouldn't have been punished for it. Then. No, no, it would have been celebrated, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right, you know, you took care of this guy who fought with you. Yeah. You know, but I guess I didn't believe I was worth protecting myself. Yeah. You know, I'm, because- like, I'm wondering if there was like something where it's like you saw the, or heard about, or, or the effects of fighting back or violence of some, in some way that really made you say like, I, that's not, that's not for me or I don't know. You know, it's, it's actually funny you say that maybe a part of it could be how, you know, the schools are always like promoting this, you know, anti-violence and let's talk it out and don't, mm. don't hit anyone. You're going to get suspended. Maybe that, that had something to do with it too, because remember I was a people pleaser and I didn't want the school to be mad at me because mm. I fought back. And interestingly, having the conversation with my 10 year old son um, and you know, that now is this the formative years and and some kids try to mess with him and he handles it okay. Um, not like I did. Mm-hmm. But his his pushback for me when I said, you know, just give it back to them. Mm. His pushback was, but I'm gonna get in trouble. And you know, it's funny because I just I happened to ask in, in the alliance about this. Um, what do you tell your kids who are who who start getting fucked with? What do you tell them to do? Mm. You know, because my my son said, but I don't want to go to the principal. But you, but somebody started with you. You have to give it back. Mm. I know that now, obviously. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I, I, 
I heard it, but I didn't process it the same way as a kid. But, and maybe that has the same thing with me. Maybe I was, I was scared of, of um, being in trouble, Mm. you know, but, but I told my son, I said, listen, man, I said, these bullies are looking for the weak one. And if you allow them in, they know where that weak link, they're going to keep coming back to you. You're like that easy level. Mm. You don't want to be that easy level in the video game when you need to get in there and, and, um, and feel good, you know, about beating. Right. You know, I'm like, you need to, to give it back verbally or physically. You know, I said, don't go looking for a fight. Yes. But give it back. It's like, oh, but what if, but, but what if I get sent to the principal's office? I said, I'll be glad to come down mm. and say that I advise you to do that. Mm. You know, and then you know, it turned out that, you know, my, my wife was, was kind of not crazy about having my, <laughs> that was a part of it too. You know, so yeah. I had to sell her on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, as a mom, you don't want your son as, as a mom, your little boy's not going to do that. He's going to turn around. He's just going to be great. You know, like, right. No, you know, no, don't say that to me. I'll tell the teacher, you know, like that works up until like second grade. Huh. You know, like once you're in like, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, I'm going to tell the teacher, you know, like that. You sound like a loser. Like, <laughs> oh, you're going to tell the teacher, you know, like, no, you have to return it. Mm. You have to give it back, you know, like where I don't, yeah, I mean, you do. I think it's interesting that, um, at least for me, like where I, I mean, I, I grew up very similar, very similar attitudes about violence and, hey, if you, if you're in the fight, whether you started or not, you're getting in trouble, you know? So it was kind of like, okay, let me just stay on the the narrow path um, to, just so that I I keep the approval of my superiors, right. or the people in authority. But then um, it's something that, at least now, I, I, I've learned that it's just part of it. I think, you know, the, the, the challenge, I don't know what it is, but like it's something about violence and maybe it's just because the people are saying, don't be violent. They're not good at violence. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think, right. And, and, and violence is really a, it's a loss of control. Mm. Right. I mean, what, what, I mean, so what good comes from violence? I mean, I mean, the only good that comes from violence, I guess, is shutting down the aggressor, mm. right? I guess calculated violence. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to say get violent with people unnecessarily, but you know, when you're of that formative age and words don't work, mm. you know, like. Or you have to you you have to return some sort of aggression mm. for someone to see it's it's not okay, you know. And 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 I feel so ignorant for saying that because it's it it's goes against everything we we like to teach our kids as parents, you know. Like, um, don't be a dick, don't don't hit, don't be violent, don't touch your sister, don't yell at her. But it's like. But now it's like, now it's the streets, you know, now it's like real life. And the same thing applies everywhere. Mm. The same thing applies in the workplace. Mm. You know, the same thing applies, you know, I mean, walking down the street, if you live in a rough area, you know, um, it's not just in school. 
there's theory and then there's okay well now we get outside of the box of the theory what do you do then yeah oh that's interesting um i i really i really hook on to what you're saying as well in that even though you you're getting the reinforcement or at least the feedback from your home life, from your, your parents, or at least your dad <laughs> in this case, I don't know, maybe the rest of your, your family as well, but that, you know, just go ahead, do it right. Beat them up or that type of thing. But you, at the, after that, you're kind of left to your own devices. Right. Right. I mean, like, it's not necessarily like he offered to show you how to, I don't know. Did he? Did he sh- offer to show you how to how to throw a punch or yeah. whatever he whatever he did in his heyday? This is how you know, kind of, kind of like you know, walking you through that process. Right. It wasn't a technical issue. It was a mental thing. It was totally. So he did offer to do it, or yeah, yeah. oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But it it wasn't. It it. I mean, think about it. It fighting back is is like a primitive instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not fighting back, there's a reason for it. It's mental. Mm. So it's not, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that, man. So like, it wasn't such that you didn't have, like I said, it wasn't a technique thing because like ultimately it's, it's you know, it's, it's inherent in us. It's primal. You don't need to know a quote unquote technique to be able right. to fight back. Right. Why didn't I right. spit in his face? Why yeah. didn't I kick him? You could do like a kind of the windmill thing. Right. <laughs> you needed to, you know, full hair, something. And I did, right. I just in there, you know, right. like it's not, it's not, it, that's not it. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's mental. And I see that in my Muay Thai training. Mm. So much of it is mental. We spend so much time on fakes. That's mental. Fake mm. the guy out. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, right. Of course, you need to know technical as well. When, you're, but you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, like I said, it, it, it's 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 instinct. It's it's you wanna you don't have to know how to fight mm. physically. Just you need to do something to show that don't fuck with me. You know, and, and I wouldn't do that. Yeah, there's got to be some like you know, kind of like what Bruce Lee talks about, like that emotional content. There has to be some emotional content in place for for it to come out. You know, in an effective, in an effective, because like to your point, you, you even tried out at least karate right before. And like, you know, if it wasn't uh, coming from, you know, you're, you're getting it, you had an opportunity to get it from your dad. Didn't take, you had an opportunity to get it from a, a formal environment. Didn't take there either. So even though the, the technique was available, the willingness wasn't there. The connection wasn't there for you. Right. Exactly. Hmm. You know, it's kind of like that. Uh, what is it? Take a horse to water. I'm gonna get it wrong, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, why isn't he drinking? There's got to be a reason. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They have to want. They have to be thirsty. Right. And in that case, you weren't. You weren't thirsty. You didn't even know. You didn't even know about thirst. Right. Yeah. So having to endure all of that through middle school, even through high school. Would you go? Uh, would you say that? I mean, were you more? It sounded like you're down the going down. Uh, if you weren't there already, going down the path of like introversion, <laughs> kind of keeping, like you said, you're kind of quiet, keeping to yourself. Right. A you want to go under the radar. You don't want to be. You know, you don't want to stand out so someone fucks with you. Mm. You know, and, and you know, by this point, that the later on I got, I was just like so beaten down mentally by you know all the the bullying and shit. I just 
just just wanted to be left alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you you retreated to uh, to your music, your kind of yep. passion of yours, time, yep. yep. and then just and then eating, eating, yeah, and then um, you know, anything physical, I, you know, I I I, I no, <laughs> I didn't want to do anything. At least the later years, physical. No, um, I would try to go to a gym mm-hmm. after high school. Never worked for me. Um, mm. Again, because that that all had to do with self worth. Mm. You know, like you have to want to better yourself. You have to have some sort of appreciation for for yourself to be healthy. I didn't have that. Mm. I was just in like survival mode. Do you think that's something that, um, like, you carry it on for a while? Because I'll tell you what, man. Like, you know, even just like talking to you now, I, I that that's a foreign thing to me. I cu- I couldn't picture you in that way. So I know somehow there uh, at some point there had to have been a change in your in your life. You know, as far as the not necessarily completely shedding it a hundred percent. Right. But I mean, a major enough shift because I'm talking to somebody now that I wouldn't say that you have any self-esteem issues necessarily. I mean, at least I wouldn't say, I mean, at least, at least on the, uh, you know, from, from what I see and from, you know, when we talk. So is that something that um, you feel that there was a turning point for you when you started to kind of, kind of re reclaim it for yourself? Uh, um, a big part of it was becoming a father, mm. uh, because I realized that I had to set the example for my son, right? If I was going to be a sucker, if I was going to be, you know, a mat, he's going to be one mm. because I'm, you know, you're like, you're the template for your kids, you know? And then that was just like, oh shit, wait, maybe this is not the way to go, <laughs> you know, like, like wake up out of it, you know, and, and and that was, I mean, and I've had things, I've had things before then, you know, here and there that were breaking me out of it. But that I think was, was the first really big, uh, and again, it was, I think it was instinctual too, mm. protection mode, you know, like now I found something that, you know, was worth more to me than myself. Mm. And, I, and, and, you know, I didn't protect myself, but I'll protect my kids and my family. Mm. You know, it was like very different. And then that, that I think is totally instinctual as a man, as a father, mm. you know, and, and it was nice to feel that it's like, Oh shit, I, I want to protect something. Cause I never, huh. protect, I never protected myself. Huh? So was that something that came on for you gradually as you found out that you're going to be a father or just like went, I mean, it was kind of like an instant change for you. Once, once that thought came into your head, the minute we got pregnant, I was like, okay, we got to get another car. We got to like, make sure that this is, oh yeah. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that, you know, my, my, my wife was, you know, the, the, the vessel that was carrying this, this, you know, thing that was going to look up to me, you know, that, that it was under protection at all times, you know, like it mm. was weird. It was like, boom, because mm. I did nothing. I never did anything for myself. Mm. Right. It was foreign to me. And now here comes something that I'm responsible for, mm-hmm. uh, like other than my, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It, it mm. was just, it was on. It was, like I said, it was very instinctual. Mm. 
Hmm. It had to be hormonal, something testosterone. I don't know. And every time we got pregnant, I'd get more hair on my back. So that tells me that. <laughs> that's my wife. She'll tell you. It's totally it has something to do with hormones, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd lose more in my head and gain more, you know, other parts of my body. That's what I did. So like, um, when did you start doing like coming back into like martial arts for real? Like, I mean, when I say for real, I mean like you, you tried it out, uh, when you were younger, but then, you know, with the karate, but then now, I mean, you're, you're training Muay Thai, right? Which is in and of itself already, uh, a different level, <laughs> you know, you see, there's, it's not, um, it, it's fairly brutal. It's very much the violence that you had talked about trying to stay away from when you were, when you were younger. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, so I'm curious as to kind of like how that part of your journey kind of, kind of came to be. So I, I remember, this is going back to like 2011-ish, 2012. Uh, I was oh, smoking cigarettes too was my big vice, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. When you asked me, what, what did I eat or whatever? It was smoking cigarettes. Uh, I had to quit smoking, right? So, I mean, I was overweight. I, I was smoking. Um, so, smoking was like the first thing I had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I remember 2011-ish. I actually quit smoking. How do I do it? What do I do? And I was trying to like just get myself motivated enough to do it. Now, is this something that you told yourself or is this something that someone told you that like, hey, dude, you got to quit smoking or you got to you know, ch- make some changes in your life? Was that a self-awareness thing or was that oh, an I mean, outside every- thing? When you're a smoker, everybody's got the best advice to you to quit smoking. Everyone tells you to quit smoking, except the smoker. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in any health danger smoking-wise, but it was like, you know, I was in my early 30s or approaching my 30s, and and I, I always knew in my head, I, I as a smoker, I told myself that I was just going to smoke until the very last minute possible where I could quit and then still be young enough to recover from it. And like I've read a lot that said, you know, if you quit by time you're 30 or something, you know, by time you're like 50 or 60, that your body heals itself pretty much to almost the levels of a non-smoker. And like, I mean, I don't know really how true that is, but I kind of just, I said that to myself. <laughs> it was a good, it was a, it was a uh, convenient justification. <laughs> that, hey, look, there's studies. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I mean, I, it is true to, to an extent. And I know that there's always those posters I used to see, you know, five minutes after quitting smoking, 10 minutes after quitting, you know. So that was, yeah, that was kind of my justification. So, yeah, I, I was looking to stop to stop smoking. And I remember uh, flipping through the channels uh, on TV and I came across kickboxing. Mm. It was... Um, what was it? It was, I think it was K1. I think it was K1. Uh, and I was like, Ooh, and what, and what caught my eye was, 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 was the legs. Mm. Right. I, I landed on for a second. Remember I wasn't a big sports guy. So if I landed on a sports channel and it wasn't international soccer, there was a reason, right? Something caught my eye. Okay. Uh, and I was like, Oh my God, this guy's legs are crazy. Um, I don't remember who it was. 
But like, just they're like big, muscular kind of leg. I mean, it's like, or was it? What was it? Just no. It wasn't the fact that they were big and muscular. It was like they were they 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 attacked the other guy, almost like like arms. You huh. know, like like so quick. Mm. It was like boom, 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 boom. You know, like, and I was like mesmerized by this, and I just I just watched this round after round and fight after fight. I just like these guys using their legs to just weaken their opponents it was fascinating huh. um and, and i was like i want to do this huh right so, like, like were you watching it like i mean were you a boxing fan or even anything like that even prior to that or like, you know, like wrestling you know yeah. i like um wwf and stuff but this was different yeah yeah i was like wow i'm like you know, and, and my legs were always like, I always had muscular legs, I guess, because I, I did some soccer and, and, you know, all my clubbing, dancing years, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so it was just, it was just, th- th- just watching these guys just, just attack their opponents with their legs was, was just, it was like, I was like, I want to try this, hmm. you know, like, this is awesome. Um, and I said, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to quit smoking and this is going to be my motivation. Really? I'm like I think I just found it. I'm like, well, what is this Muay Thai? You know, like yeah. <laughs> I always knew it as kickboxing. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and then I started watching all all these all these guys do this and and seeing what athletes they really were and mm. and seeing how it could be the guy next door. Mm. And that's why I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Um. And then that led me to start watching some MMA. Um, but, but what I really loved about watching this stuff was that these guys were so accessible. I started, I found them on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, like I found them on Facebook and I would just friend them. And what was amazing to me was like, they'd be fighting. And then like this guy, Gurkhan Saki, right. He was a famous kickboxer. He was watering my plants in Farmville two days after he had a fight. (laughs) You know, like. Remember Farmville? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> he was feeding my chickens. Oh, God, Saki was feeding your Farmville. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? This beast, you know, for anyone that's listening that has have not been exposed to this dude, he is an insane animal. Just the fact that. You're already telling me this, uh, this behind the scenes that he played Farmville it is is blowing my mind right now. Not to mention the fact that he's helping your uh, your property grow. <laughs> Everybody played Farmville back then. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> but yeah, just just watching these guys and how accessible they were, and, mm. and it was like just like just taking this all in, right? Like when you watch baseball, right? It's like okay, you're part of the Yankees. Mm. Like that's not attainable. Okay, but when you see fighting out of Mike's gym, I can go to Mike's gym tomorrow. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Like, like that—that was so mind blowing to me. Like how, like I I could literally email this guy and be like, "Hey, how did you do that?" Mm. He's not going to answer me. He'll water my my plants, but you know. (laughs) But you didn't feel like there was some sort of a velvet rope or anything like that that you had to, like that separated you from from him in terms of like just being able to even reach out yeah i just did it i guess you know and, and i guess seeing that they were like these normal these normal guys you know and then reading about it too a lot of the stuff back then with with the ufc how they didn't even have like health care mm-hmm. you know like 
seeing like how human these guys were, you mm-hmm. know, and then watching, um, uh, watching the ultimate fighter also. Uh, and again, these were just guys down the street, mm. you know, and, and they, they still were very humble, mm. you know? Um, also I started, um, just reading again, all about this stuff online and reading the forums. And, and I found, I can't remember the guy. There was some like promoter, uh, in New York, he would gather UFC fighters for like an in-person two-day seminar, right? And you could pay to just sit there and watch, and you can pay even more money if you wanted to actually like roll around on the mat with them or or, or spar or whatever. Wow! And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So so I did that twice, and I remember meeting John Bone, uh, John Jones. Yeah. Um, a couple of other guys. Um, and, and it was amazing to me sitting there and I saw them walking off the street with a backpack. Yeah. Bodyguards. They weren't, the guys just, just, this guy just took this, the, the two train here. He wasn't in a limo, you know, like, and again, so accessible, so real, you know, they're not so far away in this far off stadium or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Just like, so up to that point, anybody like, you know, not that it didn't sound like you're like a crazy like sports fan or anything like that. But what you had seen as far as athletes uh, in the past had been on, you couldn't relate to that. You couldn't relate to, okay, you know, they're, you know, maybe they have private jets or all, you know, got all these interviews and that size of stuff, paparazzi, whatever. But when you saw these guys, you're like, right. that he looks like me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and here, like, wow, like three weeks ago, you were just on TV in front of millions of people putting, literally putting your life at risk fighting, right? I mean, like you're, you're fighting, doing to me what was so scary, you know, what mm-hmm. I always, can never do for myself. And you're here right in front of me mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're showing all these guys how to do what you did. Um, and, and they also preached so much growth mindset, which I thought was fascinating. So, um, and I, I know, don't remember, I mean, just, just so much, so much talk about being in the right mindset, setting goals for yourself, being positive. Um, and then when I think back to like other athletes growing up, you know, like don't do drugs, you know, like that's all you really heard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but these guys were like, they were fighters and, 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 and it wasn't just the fight in the ring. It was a fight to get to the ring and just showing huh. up every huh. day. I mean, it was you didn't really see that anywhere else. At least I didn't with the other athletes, you know, um, just, just, just hearing these guys tell you their story and how it's still a, a battle. I mean, like, look at, look at John Jones, you know, his, you know, he's got his DWI issues or you know, whatever drugs, whatever he's doing, but you know, it's like, it's yeah, they're still, they're still human. Mm. They're still like us, where again, I, these other athletes, you know, football players, you know, whatever, uh, baseball, I, I, they're like movie star level, I guess. You know, that I don't, I don't see them as human as I see these guys. Interesting, interesting. So, was that your first kind of foray into it? Was when you saw those um, kind of special events with the, you know, when you where you saw it, uh, John Jones and stuff. That was like your actual first physical encounter with with that type of thing yeah yeah just 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 seeing that and, and i'll be honest I, when i saw 
them come down and start teaching everyone, I was like, oh shit, I can't do that. Because <laughs> you hadn't you hadn't even started training at, uh, no, at that point. No. Okay, I can't I can't do that. Uh, but I was I was there to just to just take it all in, you know, and just to hear what he said. And 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 I'm a big people watcher. Mm. I mean, I could sit there and watch people forever. And just watching all these guys. Um, and again, as an introvert, as someone who was bullied, you know, you were very good at at watching people and just seeing these guys who look so tough to me mm. be so vulnerable physically with these other fighters to be like, okay, now show me. Now wait, how do I do this? Mm. What am I doing? I gotta block you. How? And it's like, you know, five minutes ago I imagined you kicking my ass. Right. You know, and now you're 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 being taught how to fight. You know, mm. you're not just born with this. You you you're mm. you're you're learning this skill. It's like, you know, it was all these little seeds that I just kept viewing, you know, dropped in my head uh, that led me to think, wow, you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try this. Huh. So afterwards, uh, you, you had that little bit of um, exposure to it. Then, how how did you? What where did you do next? You found a gym nearby, and I found the gym by work. Because okay. uh, I live in the suburbs, and and and, and there were either like there were boxing gyms, but I, I, there was no Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. But in in Manhattan, in the city, there were like quite a few. Mm. Um, so I I just I picked one. I did a couple of classes. Um, I I loved it. It was mm. awesome. Uh, I remember uh, I did some just some drills with people who went on to the UFC, like. And it was like, whoa, you know, like that girl kicked my ass. I'd still, Angela Hill, uh-huh. she said that to me. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, but I, I, I stopped. I stopped going. Mm. Uh, it was a pain in the ass because there was no showers in these gyms. Because mm. right? in the city, it's like the second floor of an office building. Yeah. There's no shower. You know, like in the gyms with the showers were like super expensive. Uh, and I remember sitting on the train on the way home. I stunk like to high hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like getting home at like 1030 at night, you know, and then having to, you know, it, it just, it, it ended up being a lot. Yeah. Um, so then I kind of just dismissed it and I was mm. like, well, I guess this is really never going to happen. Mm. Um, and then it wasn't until a couple of years later, um, I looked into it again. And I, and I found there was a gym that had recently opened, maybe been there about a year, I guess, by me in Muay Thai. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, this is it. Mm. Like, I'm going to do it. Um, and, and I signed up. And my wife was like, I can't believe you did this again. You sign up for so many gyms. Every gym you sign up for, you stop going. I'm like, no, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and I, 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 I did it. Mm. Um, and you know, it, it's been, a, a since June of 2017, mm. uh, and it changed my life. Mm. Um, it, it, I, I just, just learning that you can fight without anger mm. is, is mind blowing to me mm. right? because remember I always couldn't fight, you know? And, and so, so why are you fighting, right? Why should you fight back to someone? It's not out of anger. It's, it's, it's boundaries, mm. right? No matter how pissed you are, no matter how happy you are, you have to push back. Mm. You 
have to establish you've crossed my line, right? It doesn't matter if I'm in a good mood today or a bad mood today, you can't cross this line, mm. right? And if I'm too pissed off, I'm not even going to think clearly on how to, how, to, how to evade you or how to infiltrate you. Like, again, it's nothing about being nothing emotional. It's like, it's like a skill and a tactic. Mm. It's a game. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, I'm, ju- I'm just making the contrast between, as you mentioned earlier, like before you didn't have any, uh, uh, any interest in like that physical violence part of it. At the same time, like you also didn't have like kind of the, uh, the, the internal emotions kind of to, to even like, justify bringing any of that that stuff out i'm curious but then now and now you're talking about okay well now i can throw punches without any emotion about it and just like that's just, this is just the way it is i'm just trying to make the jump within you from one to to the other you know like how did that how did that happen because that's a real thing dude like i i teach here you know a couple times a week it was a it's a big deal for for people Anybody, quite frankly, as a beginner, to even start throwing punches or kicks at somebody else. Yeah. You know, because the emotion initially is like, like to to your point, and even you have a little bit of it still, as you mentioned, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, like, oh, that's not something that I didn't mean to that. Well, you have to mean to do it, right? But it's just like, and of course you did mean to do it, but it's just the emotion of of not, you know, just getting, just getting over that, that, that that mental barrier, that emotional barrier to just to do it right. is uh, it's, it's a big deal. So like, I'm I'm wondering how, and again, you, it's, it's not necessarily that it co- goes away completely, but you had to, that, that's something that you had to get over. Yeah. I had a lot of support, right? I have a tribe, including you, my, my Alliance bros, you know? Um, and every time I went to the gym, like my first day, I can find my post when I posted in my, you know, in my, my dad's edge groups. It's like, guys, oh my God, I just went for the first time. You know, hey, are you going back? Yes. You know, like it was, it was the accountability. It was, it was just, and seeing other people do other things. There were some other guys doing martial arts. So it was like, I can do this. Everyone else, you know, like it was, everything kind of fell into place. Um, and then my support system at the gym, mm. you know, like martial artists are fucking awesome <laughs> people. Mm. I, I honestly like I, I've probably trained with hundreds of people, right? Coming and going. I think I've met one asshole. Hmm. One. No one has ever said, Ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to drill with this guy. Hmm. You know, um, people are supportive. Um, it's, it's, it is, it is the environment for someone who feels that they can't. Because mm. people, if you allow them to show you that you can, you're golden. You know, so, so, so having my tribe outside of the gym and the community at the gym, it was like the perfect ingredient, the, the, the perfect recipe uh, for, for me to, to be successful and to keep moving through. It's interesting what you said just now as well, as far as like... <sighs> It's not just about the support that you have, which is absolutely important, but you had to be in a place 
mentally and emotionally to accept that support yes and be willing to kind of grow and i think you know when you say that it's like you like being open to support like you know saying okay i'm going to take it it, it, it there's part of that a big part of it i think whether conscious or unconscious is that it's like you have to admit that you're in a place that you do need help. Right. And, and again, and seeing all these and seeing all these, everyone else there is doing the same thing. Everyone else is like, you know, crew, I'm accepting your guidance. I'm a fighter, right? I'm this big tough guy, but I need you to still show me. Right. So we're all in that same position. There's no, there, you, you saw from the other people, especially the ones that uh, they're much more experienced, maybe even like professional fighters, they still had their challenges. They still had their deficiencies. Sure. And you, you were able to see that and God, if it's, if they've got that going on, just like me, that's, this is some place that I can. I can stay with. <laughs> right. And, and the fighters in my gym are, are coaches also. And, and a lot of the times they, they train with us. I mm. mean, that's like, that's what's so great about it. And then to see the head coach come over and correct a fighter is like something as random as, as, as a jab. Yeah. No, just go a little further, you know, or, or you're not turning enough. It's like, this guy's been in the ring like so many times and he's still accepting that, mm. you know, he's not big enough to uh decline his coaching you know what i'm saying like you like you just said you got to be in the right space mentally emotionally and all that to to accept that you you're 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 wrong fix it here mm. you know here's how you get it right and you know what if you don't take that advice guess what's going to happen mm. you, you're not going to land that punch the right way or or that punch is going to come through and knock you out that elbow's coming so you know what i'm saying you, you you can't be tough enough to not accept coaching. Hmm. What's it like now having gone through all this? I mean, and you know, you mentioned earlier, like your wife's like, Oh, and yet, yet another gym membership or whatever. I mean, what's, are, 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 is she, are your kids seeing things from, from you like differences or like what's their attitude these days um, when you, you mentioned now this, this passion of yours. So, I mean, the total 180, right? So a couple of months ago, uh, I got laid off from work, right? I took a package and I remember sitting with my wife uh, in front of the house on the steps. That's our, that's our quiet zone when the kids don't realize we're missing, right? And she said to me, you know, whatever happens, you know, financially until you get another job, she's like, you cannot stop going to the gym. <laughs> She's like, you cannot cancel your gym membership. What? Dude, that brings tears to my eyes, man. Wow. Yeah. And this is coming from the woman who banned me from joining <laughs> any other gym, telling me I, I can't. You know, I, I, I can't stop. I better make sure that that's still. Yeah. Wow, dude. What yeah. was that like hearing that from her? It was amazing. It was like, it was, it was validation, like the best form ever on so many, so many levels, <laughs> you know? Um, 
and, and it was it was i guess you're always it's very easy to have a negative mindset right and you always fight those thoughts uh and and to to have someone confirm to you no you, you know this is your thing you know you are a fighter go make sure you're still doing that you know what i'm saying like it's it's that's my version of being an athlete you know this guy can go to the gym and bench 250 or whatever no this is mine i finally found it you know and and my wife knows that i need to continue doing that for my mental clarity for for, for me physically um yeah it was it was awesome it was it was that was huge i still remember that <laughs> oh absolutely man wow what about your uh, your kids? Like, do they say what What do they see of you since you started doing this? Since you started training, I mean, what has that been like? They they love that I do it. They and they they love watching me come into the gym and just like watching me on the sidelines. Um, so they come to you uh, with you uh, to the gym? Not often, but yeah. they 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 like to come and and, and one of, I'll make one of them like record me. <laughs> but um, they w- what's amazing to me? Uh, we need to see some more of that, Reggie. You see, so <laughs> oh, come on now, now now that we know that the footage exists. <laughs> um, you know, let's l- l- it's all a journey, you know, and and I had so much of my identity wrapped up in my career, mm. right? And and I remember. Two years ago or, or whatever, one of my kids drawing a picture of me, uh, of daddy and in his work building, mm. right? And then now it came my daughter's turn, same assignment in class, and she drew me with a heavy bag. Wow. I do. That was, that was like my diploma. Like oh that's my what, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I get chilled, you know, like... Like I've been doing something enough where it's my identity to my children. Yeah. And it's not being a workaholic. It's, it's going to the gym, you know, like, I mean, for me, for, for a fat ass kid, you know, to, to, to see that was, it, it was, I wanted to laminate that shit. I, ha- I still have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That that was like how I knew, you know. It's like, wow, this has this. This is really who I am now, you know. Like it's 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 crazy. Hmm. Dude, that's awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 just, just speechless, man, because that is that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, across the board. Yep. You know, I mean that that kind of validation especially unexpected, right? It's not like you're asking for it. You know, you're just doing your thing. Yep. And then it became so important to you, but then the, now the people most important in your life, especially if it's, a, it's the case that it took them, they had to go on their own little journey to get used to being on yours. Right. Right. Then now they're, they're like holding you up to, to what, uh, what you really are, you know? And, and and it's just it's just a it's a good thing. Mm. It's just good. <laughs> I don't know. Like you always hear so much about you know you fucked your kid up, 
Mm. You know, and it's like because of you, your kid is overeating or your kid's doing drugs, you know, and it's like it's a good thing, you know, like I I and I I celebrated that. That's a fucking win. Yeah. You know, like like I've ingrained that in her brain mm. so much so that it came out, you know, in 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 her drawing. Yeah. I think of the full house episode when, you know, Stephanie was scared that her father was gonna die because they went through an earthquake and she was drawing all these horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, it's the same thing, but for a good thing. It was like, it was crazy. Yeah. It's like, what's imprinted like in, in our kids, you know, very difficult to, to, you know, we don't have crystal balls. We don't have like MRI machines kind of to think, okay, this is what's in their head. Now this is part of like their, you know, their formative experiences. But if, when something, you know, comes out in some way, whether, you know, kind of like, you know, your wife actually having that conversation with you, even like your, 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 uh, daughter's artwork. Wow. This is the, this is the, 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 uh, the peek into what's really going on in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not even complicated. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just, it's just doing the right thing, taking care of my body, taking care of myself you know, I mean, over and over again, it's my habit and they see it. And this is a template that I'm setting for my children. You know, my, my son knows that he's going to have to do something like this because that's what a father does. Mm. My, my daughter knows that, you know, whatever, uh, whoever her husband, her husband material is going to have to be somebody who takes care of himself, mm. you know, because that's what allows him to take care of everybody else. Mm. Reggie, man, this was this was awesome, dude. Um, look, people that uh, find their way to this, um, I'm thinking they're probably going to want to get more of you, connect with you in some way, whatever. Um, how could they do that? Uh, sure, you can uh, you can find me on Facebook at Reggie Shaw. Very easy. Uh, my website is reggieshaw.com. You can email me Reggie at reggieshaw.com. Uh, yeah, reach out to me. I love talking about this stuff. I, you know, I lead a group of guys on, on the dad's edge, uh, helping them overcome some of their accountability issues that with fitness and all that. And mind you, again, I know nothing about fitness. It's all about the mental thing. (laughs) You know, I know how to find the right form. Uh, you know, I I know how to keep going. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, this was great, man. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Reggie. Um, it was amazing for me, especially when he talked about the validation that he got from his wife and kids. I mean, that—I mean, I'm not kidding, man. That was—I was about to lose it there. It took a lot of my strength just to hold it all together. But I—I um, I, uh, I really enjoyed this chat. I'm hoping to have him back as well because there's a lot of other places that I. Really wanted to to go with him um, as part of his uh, journey that, um, that I think is really worth sharing with you guys. But again, that's it, folks. Uh, this is Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.